Hello, everyone. This is Isabel Zimmerman with Attracting Wisdom. Hello, my friends. How are you, my Scooby-Doo detectives? Everyone out there. I um, wanted to hop on and really talk about um, talking to your heart and not your mind. Talking to your heart is where you have access to your inner being, to your celestial guides, your galactic guides, your spirit guides, your ancestors, your, you know, really that unseen realm, which is very real, to assist you in your journey in this physical incarnation. And often we go to our mind for answers and we seek logic and um, rationalization, I would say. But um, the mind never has answers. And the mind is really the programming, the conditioned human. So uh, imagine yourself living on a different planet, right? A completely different world, a different planet. And what you have been conditioned here, would it apply in that other world? And you have experienced this when you visited another country or you visited another family. So when you were a child, and you went over to your friend's house, you saw that family living differently. And they had different rules and different expectations, right? You've experienced this in different jobs, have you not? You've experienced this if you explore different religions, have you not? And so I would say to you, dear ones, if you went to another planet, what conditioning would apply or not? It depends on the planet, right? But you would then be faced with looking at your own conditioned mind? And how would you navigate that different world? Would you want to navigate that different world with higher consciousness, with your inner knowings, your inner beingness in the state of love and flow? And you have that ability here and now. You have that ability to navigate this world with your inner being, with your heart. It's just that we have not been taught or conditioned here to connect with that inner knowing, with your intuition, 
with your heart. And so connecting with your heart, you are always connected, but you're just not aware. And your exploration in this physical incarnation was always meant to be in this lifetime to be connected with your inner being. You have worked many, many lifetimes to be connected, to be aware of your inner being, to navigate your physical incarnation. And so talking to your heart, connecting with your heart, gives you so much insight in what you are here to explore in this incarnation. The gene keys or astrology are clues to your soul exploration. It is for you, we all have an exploration of our soul and energetic pattern. And when I do sessions, we connect with your inner being and we go into the lives of your soul field. And I see, for example, oh, I see she or he is exploring worthiness, lack of worthiness. What's the purpose of that exploration? Oh, I see that this soul is exploring pain and pleasure. What is the purpose of that exploration? Oh, I see this soul is exploring healing. This soul was a medicine woman. This soul was shamanic. Oh, I see this soul is exploring uh, observation and seeding planets. Is this soul supposed to seed this planet in this incarnation? There is way more in play and it can be also very subtle. Oh, I see this soul chose the same husband, chose the same wife, chose the same father, chose the same mother. They are playing these roles again. Oh, isn't this curious that once again, he died. What is the purpose of that exploration? And that's who I want to talk to. I want to talk to that inner being to understand what that person is exploring because it's so fascinating because we're all exploring similar things and unique. And that exploration is beautiful. It's just that we don't feel it as beautiful. Like my soul is exploring fear and doubt. And I had to laugh that my soul is exploring, exploring fear and doubt because I'm like, Oh my God, I totally nailed it. <laughs> I, I am so exploring fear and doubt. That is hysterical. 
And that is what my soul wanted to experience. Why? Why would my soul want to experience fear and doubt? Well, I'm a celestial being. There is no fear and doubt as a celestial being. And so the flavor, that frequency of fear and doubt is exciting to my soul so that I can move from fear and doubt to knowing and be in my heart. I know it's, it's so, it's so fascinating. And I know there's a lot of people who are life coaches and um, do past life hypnosis or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And um, someone was asking me, well, how do you find, how do you find someone to, to do hypnosis or how do you find a coach or how do you find a mentor? And so I'm going to tell you this, anyone, a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, your tax accountant, whatever, whatever, whoever you choose to work with, ask yourself, would you have a cup of coffee with them? Would you spend some time with them and have just a cup of coffee? And if the answer is no, that you would want not want to hang out with them just over a cup of coffee, they're not your accountant. They're not your lawyer. They're not your doctor. That's what you need to ask. Would you hang out with this person over a cup of coffee? Yeah. That's it. Simple. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated at all. Not at all. And so the paradigm, the 3D paradigm, the conditioning, you know, look at it of those examples I gave when you went to a friend's house and you saw how a family lived differently or you visited a country and you see their culture is different. You want to drop into your heart of compassion, of love and understanding and take a stance of curiosity around that. That's how you navigate. Now, if you look at your incarnation of your experience in this life, there are clues. A lot of people come to me and they want to know their life purpose. And like I said, you can go into astrology, you can go into the gene keys, the human design, and there are clues there. Those are your blueprints. And then you want to be reflective on that. So a reoccurring theme for me has been, I think for most humans, it's about believing in yourself, to trust yourself, to um, really have faith 
in who you truly are. But there is a process to that because you really don't even know who you truly are because you're, if you're only accessing your ego mind, you're only accessing your experiences and the conditioning. And the conditioning, that's all it is. It's just a program. It's just a program of rules and behaviors and identities and persona. It's not really who you are. Who you are is way more than the conditioning. And to figure out who you are is a multi-pronged process. It's a, a deepening and knowing and opening that gateway to understand who you are is, you know, connecting the mind, body, and soul. It could be through yoga. It could be through nature. It could be through meditation. I find meditation a great access way. And for me, meditation and hypnosis or NLP, it's all the same. It's all the same. And to quiet the ego mind is practice. To be in stillness is a practice. It's because the ego mind is so focused here in the programming, projecting out. We look outside for everything like, oh, this is happening to me. And we're not trained or conditioned to say, oh, this is happening for me. And so when you start that practice, it feels really awkward and a a good practice, you know, there's a lot of mindfulness now discussed and going into gratitude and appreciation. So when your ego mind is activated and you're in fear, you take a pause and a breath and give it gratitude. Like even though I don't understand why I am experiencing this. Thank you. Even though I don't understand why I am so scared and I feel unsafe and I'm in a wobble. Thank you. Just say thank you. And just let that sit with you for a few moments. And that will calm down your fight and flight system. It will move chemically in your body to calm it down. And as you practice meditation and as you practice stillness and journaling, it's funny, it cracks me up how many humans are resistant to meditating, hypnosis, and journaling. <laughs> oh my gosh, it just like cracks me up. And I get it because like I was resistant to meditating uh, for a long while because like I was just so afraid of that unknown. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, 
I'm going to like meditate. I'm going to go into this unseen world. And I feel like I'm playing with fire and I like, ah, <laughs> and now I totally crack up because like I meditate all the time and it's so funny, but there's no reason to be afraid of meditating. You're just going to go into more of a state of love. And the unknown is really uh, a state of beingness and love and your inner being. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I, I, joke with my uh, non-physical team and I'm like, wow, humans are truly afraid of their own shadow. Literally, <laughs> we're afraid of our shadow. Oh my gosh. And we're like so caught up in distractions and we're so caught up in the paradigm triangle of victimhood and rescuer and critic and the judgment. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. It's so funny. It cracks me up. But it's okay because when you were incarnated here, your soul knew that you would be immersed into this programming, into this frequency. Your soul was very aware and it put you on a trajectory. So your energetic patterns from other lives of worthiness, lack of worthiness, it's not safe, abandonment, you're not lovable, um, fear and doubt, not enough. It made, it ensured, your soul ensured with agreements with your family and that, not necessarily your biological family because I work with a lot of light workers and I can't tell you how many light workers have been adopted. It's really, it's really kind of interesting. And when they go into a session, they'll, um, they'll, they'll see their spirit or they'll see their agreement or they'll see that it was by design that they always knew that they were going to be adopted always. Of course, it's very healing, right? <laughs> because you can't help but have this human um, trigger that, wow, my mom and dad didn't even want me, right? I mean, that's a doozy because the conditioning is, you know, moms and dads always want their children and should always love their children and nurture their babies right? And so when you have that experience, not that way, you think something's wrong with you. I know. But there's nothing wrong with you. It was by design. And you'll see that um, your, your pain and trauma was really wanted and by design. It's very, it's very counterintuitive. And when I first started channeling, um, goddess Isis would always say my unwanted was wanted. 
over and over and over again. Even your fears, even your hidden fears have been wanted, chosen by design for you to feel them here and experience. And it's because it's the greatest expansion to have that experience here, to have that human experience here. And what's interesting is, you know, um, when I put clients uh, under and we go into a galactic life, there is a lot of uh, galactic, galactic lives where they do not feel as intensely. You know, this really is a feeling earth and you have to be at a certain soul level experience to feel this intensity because it is intense. It's not wrong. It's not bad. You know, one of the, one of my favorite things to kind of think of it, I don't know, have you guys like watched Harry Potter and those little jelly beans? <laughs> and I love when Dumbledore, you know, uh, gets a jelly bean and he's like, oh, you know, I haven't had one in a while because the last one I ate was vomit. And he's like, I'm going to try it again. And he gets like, he's eating it. He's like, oh, earwax. <laughs> You know, it's not like, you know, cherry or strawberry flavor or chocolate. It's like earwax. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what our souls did. <laughs> we wanted to experience like earwax. I'm like, oh my gosh. But um, those experiences, this is the life for humanity to really understand you're a multidimensional being and to connect the threads so that you have clarity and understanding. To really understand what's in your soul field, what have you experienced in other incarnations, and how is that being expressed in this incarnation? And a common, um, so all of humanity is really moving from fear more into love and acceptance and examining limiting beliefs and learning how to reach for a higher perspective and moving more into peace and balance and self-love and being authentic, being vulnerable, transparent. And as we move into this, my little dear ones, we will be very telepathic, mm -hmm. which we are, but we're just not fully aware. So the empaths really understand, you know? And, um, so the empaths are, uh, even the highly sensitive empaths can feel vibration very easily. And that is your telepathic abilities. You came in here with strong telepathic abilities. 
And the empaths are really strong channelers if they allow it. They are very strong psychics if they allow it, if they explore it, if they open up the doors to their abilities. But what happens to a lot of empaths is that they get overwhelmed and they're stressed and they, they're, they, they need to figure out discernment. What is their energy versus someone else's energy? What is theirs? What is not theirs? How is it for them? Why are they being triggered? And that's hard. It's like, um, you know, working with empaths, I would say to them, it's like you're in a body of water, but you are the water. And you're feeling all this frequency around you in the water, as the water, and you're just overwhelmed by emotions. And so you tend to shut it down. Or hide. A lot of empaths will hide. Can't be around big crowds. Um, can't be around certain people. Because it's too triggering. It's too jarring. And so as a highly sensitive empath, you learn ways to ground. And you're a highly sensitive empath because you're also here to explore all the different frequencies of emotions and then feel them as beautiful. So as a highly sensitive empath, you have been given a beautiful palette of colors, but you are just judging certain colors as wrong. Certain frequencies of colors that you don't want to feel. And so you don't play with those colors. You don't draw with those colors. Yet the irony of life is you still feel those colors. <laughs> You're like the little kid, like, oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to pick up this red color. No, I'm not. I may see that red color. I may feel that red color, but I am not going to paint with this red color. I will not allow it to be expressed within me. And then, of course, your soul, your inner being is like, oh, I'm going to push my entity, my little projected consciousness to, to, to feel to feel this emotion. <laughs> and then and then you are here on this physical plane. You're like, no. <laughs> and then you resist. <laughs> And so your soul has to like give you like pushing you more and more and more into it. And then, you know, sometimes the, the more you resist, <laughs> you know, then you hear like the statement of the entity of this incarnation and my life turned into shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so funny. It's so funny, the game, but yeah, so resisting um it's really a disservice but i understand it because you don't understand you don't understand 
you know, the design, you don't understand your purpose, you don't really know who you are, you've only got this conditioning and this programming, and you're trying to like follow the rules of the programming and the conditioning and how you should behave and how you should look and how you should eat, and how you should talk and how you should be educated. What you even down to like what you should wear. Oh, that's not appropriate. You shouldn't wear that. Oh, you shouldn't do that. Oh my gosh. So many rules, so many rules to control your behavior. It's hysterical. And then you get to the point where you're like, you know what? Screw these rules. <laughs> I'm going to be me. And what's funny is like when we're first here incarnated on this planet, you know, when we're little, we're told to be us, to be beautiful and, and, and love your brothers and sisters. Like little kids will just love other babies. Like, you know, they don't care what the baby's wearing, what the toddler's wearing, what the color of their skin is, what gender they are. They just like go up to like other little kids and hug them and just love them, right? And then we're taught like, oh no, you can't hug that person. That person's not from a good family, you know. That those aren't people we so associate with. <laughs> and then the workplace, oh my gosh. Oh, I just crack up at our paradigm of our workplace, you know. Oh, too funny. All the rules around time. You have to be there at a certain time. You have to be a certain way, you know. And then if you're not, you get yelled at. And then you, you know, feel the loss of love, you know. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get kicked out of my tribe. <laughs> oh, too funny. But there really are other worlds out there, you know, when you connect to your heart and you explore other dimensions and you see that um, there's different explorations for souls, you know, I, I was always fascinated coming across the alien lives and they don't die. They're actually eternal. They don't die. They're not, they don't experience loss of life, you know? So there's an aspect of you that's galactic, that's eternal. <laughs> it's so funny. There's an aspect of you. I've, meet, I've, I've met so many light workers from the angelic realm here. And they all have similar eyes the angelic beings. So if you've got big round eyes, you're probably angelic, by the way. Yeah. And you might even relate to angels a lot. You know, you might work with a lot of angels because that's your family. That's your soul collective family. And then, you know, there's soul collective of galactic beings. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. And you think, you know, 
you here you are just this little human <laughs> oh it's so funny so funny but yeah so connecting to your connecting to your heart this is the life dear ones this is really the life you've um you came here um really to know that there are other lives that you've lived that you were connected to your inner being um i meet a lot of the teachers who were at the mystery schools and in atlantis and uh the lemurians uh the lemurians are a lot of the shamanic uh entities here like if you um gravitate to native american and shamanic uh practices that's your soul collective mm -hmm. yeah and you're here to bring forth that once again in this timeline i was going to say modern day but i know there's no modern <laughs> but you really are here and the star seeds you're here to bring that collectiveness of consciousness in your physical experience you know and you're 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 here for that and um whatever you're interested in whatever you gravitate to that's a clue that's a clue to your soul field of who you are you're not just that by the way but that's probably your purpose here is to bring that forth that teaching and inner wisdom once again to share because whether you're an angelic being or a star seed or a celestial being or shamanic um it matters not but that's your frequency that when you were incarnated here you were given that mission you were given that purpose because many people will resonate differently with that frequency so i don't know if you guys have ever gone to a museum if you have not i highly recommend it and when you go to a museum any museum could be a museum of cars it could be a museum of artwork it could be a museum of statues it can even be a botanical garden it's a grouping it's a collection right it's a grouping and as you walk through that grouping you see it expressed in many different forms and ways so one of my favorite things that um spirit taught me i don't know if you guys have ever done this but um this was popular i think they're still going on i think they're called like uh paint and sip where you have like a glass of wine or you gather and you're all painting the same painting and you all have the same colors you know there's like uh you get your little palette and you get your little canvas 
And the teacher's like, okay, we're going to paint this picture. And it could be palm trees. It could be the starry night of Van Gogh. It could be, you know, whatever. And so you all start with the blank canvas and you all start with the same colors and you follow the instructor and, you know, you do your background first and you paint your background and you start placing the objects of your painting on the canvas. And at the end of the evening, we all take a picture of the same painting that we all did. And you will see they are all uniquely different. They're similar, but they are all uniquely, beautifully different. Because how I paint my tree how I paint my branches, how I painted my background is different from how you painted it. And I love that exercise. I highly recommend all of you to just have that experience. It's the same colors. We all got the same paint. We all have the same canvas size. We're all following the same instructions, but the outcome of the cre creativity of that painting is visually seen and experienced. Now, as the human, you, <laughs> you might be like, oh, I don't like my painting. She did a better job and blah, 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 blah. You know, that's just the ego mind, but you're not appreciating your expression of your own creativity of that painting and it's perfect and it's beautiful and so can you see your own painting as beautiful and still being part of the collective experience that's a great great exercise for you guys to do that to really experience that and feel that of your own inner light and expression of just of a painting. Yeah. And that is the purpose here. The purpose is for you to express your light, your love as is and not judge it not judge it just you know it was a moment of your vibration it was a moment of your experience in that moment for the sake of experiencing it and so your entire incarnation is just an experience of your vibration and your light and you don't need to judge it. And if you don't judge your own expression of your vibration in that moment, well, then you can soften your own judgment of someone else's expression of their vibration in that moment. So if someone is mad, they are just expressing their vibration in that moment. They are not their emotion. 
you are not your emotion. How, think about it. Do you not go through many emotional states within a day? Yeah, you do. You're always vibrating and expressing and feeling at once. So you don't need to define yourself by your emotion. You are the expression of it, right? It is your vibration, but it's just a moment. And you can choose when you have discernment what emotion, well, you want to feel your emotions, but what I would say to you is when you soften your judgment of your emotions, so let's say you're feeling angry. So a lot of, um, a lot of the conditioning here for men is it's, um, the emotion you can express is safe to be anger. It's it, you're safe to be angry. Are you an angry person? So you might say, I am angry, right? But that's just a moment. But are you really an angry person? And then your logical mind might say, yeah, I'm, I'm an angry person, but tricky, tricky. You're really not because you're really a being of love. It's the, 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 the deepening is, why am I angry? What am I judging is wrong? What am I reflecting? You, you have to go deeper into it and, 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 and feel it. And then, you know, as you deepen it, you know, like for example, my mother, I connected with her inner being. So my mom is an angry person. Oh my gosh. In fact, when I was growing up, I remember reflecting when I was a child that there was not one day my mom didn't have a temper tantrum of anger. Something would always set her off. Like, <laughs> always. Like, I remember, I think I, I was in high school because I was learning psychology because I was just so curious, like, I was just so curious about the psyche and like why people were the way they are and why they acted the way they are and their behaviors. And, and I, I'm really grateful that I studied and um, that's what I majored in in uh, college was psychology. But, um, and when I, when I went to college and I learned about psychology, it was so funny how it was all these theories, but they like they never gave you the answers as to the why. And now I understand it because <laughs> there's really gaps. They, you know, and, until you go into the soul field, you're not gonna you're not gonna real until you go into the heart, you're really not gonna know the why because the heart is the one who has the clarity and answers. You know, you can have all the theories you want in the world, like, oh, it's your upbringing and you got to build re resilience and you do X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's fine. Like, whatever. It's, it's a phase and a stage, um, but there's really deeper, 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 deeper meanings 
of your incarnation, what you experienced. So anyways, my mom was always angry. And I was in high school and I was like, you know what? I am just gonna keep a log and see if my mom can go one day without being angry. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna invoke her or anything like that. I'm just gonna like kind of stay out of her way and just observe my mom clinically. <laughs> and I, I, I can't remember how long I did it, but I did it for a while because I wanted a good data set. And my mom could not go without a day of being angry. Now I understand why. There's a variety of reasons, by the way, that's not just her upbringing. Um, but I connected with her inner being and her inner being is known for peace and tranquility. And it totally cracked me up because I could see why her soul came here to uh, experience um, the opposite of peace and tranquility. And there was moments, my mom's an artist, and there was moments definitely in her life and definitely within a day where she would be very peaceful and tranquil. And it was usually when she was painting. Because when she was painting, um, when you engage on the right side of the brain, which is another great book for you guys to um, maybe take a look at, drawing with the right side of the brain, um, it quiets the ego mind because you're in that creativity uh, frequency and you are um, really focused and present. And, and when, you, when you're really creative, you'll notice you lose time. You're so engrossed in your, your, your creativity it could be writing, it could be building, it could be carving, it could be pottery, it doesn't matter, whatever you enjoy creativity, um, you'll, you'll lose time because your mind is not running in the background, chattering. <laughs> you know, I, when I came across the, the, the saying that it's the monkey mind. I'm like, you know, that is really funny. The monkey mind, because it is like ee, 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 ah! <laughs> chattering in the background. If you've ever listened to monkeys, they're they're a chattering bunch, man. They can be. They're a chattering bunch, those monkeys. But um Oh yeah, and so spirits telling me, did you ever hear the the little uh, thing, uh, five monkeys jumping on the bed? <laughs> and then I think one of them gets hurt. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. But um, so her inner being was known for peace and tranquility, and my mother came to explore um, the opposite of that. And she, you know, my mom is 83 now. And, you know, when I do see her and connect with her, 
my mom um, was a powerful psychic, but my mom got really afraid of her psychic abilities. And she, I don't know if she like fully shut it down, but she, she really got scared. And she got scared because she was um, clairvoyant. And lo and behold, I have the same ability of clairvoyancy. And it wasn't until recently visiting with her um, when I was able to get her in a calm state um, and able to talk to her heart ish, <laughs> not that ego mind. Um, she told me that when she was in her 30s, she, um, she was doing karate. So she was working through the body, right? She didn't, she didn't know there was a discipline and uh, she was going into um, her heart in that practice because you have to center yourself and feel the energy. And that's, you know, I think yoga is also great for that. But anyways, she was doing that um, because she feels that she's always being attacked. That's her overarching theme. Uh, she doesn't trust. She doesn't trust herself. She doesn't trust anyone. Anyways, it doesn't matter. And um, she was tapping into potential dimensions. And she was seeing the future. And she got freaked out. Now, I know that spirit always puts a mentor in your life or a friend or a book or, you know, something, right, to help you uncrack the code and for you not to be afraid of it. And um, she was, when I was younger, she was curious. I remember having, so my mom was raised in a French convent. She was um, born in Paris during World War II. And she was raised by the nuns. And so she had this religion, but when she, she did baptize me Catholic, but she didn't want me to be Catholic. And um, I remember there was ESP books laying around the house and she was mad at the Catholicism religion. She was mad at the, the nuns and whatnot. And so it was my, um, my programming that, that my mom was interested in that stuff. So I, she talked about reincarnation and in the Catholicism religion, um, you don't believe in reincarnation. You, you like live a life and then you die and you go to heaven and that's it. And, but she believed in reincarnation. And now that I've done hundreds and hundreds of past life regressions, <laughs> I understand we're a multidimensional aspect. And so yes, reincarnation. Yes, it's true. But, um, you know, for her, she, she would have inklings of like some past lives. She would say, oh, I think I was um, uh, a soldier or a, I think I was, I think I used to live here. So she would have inklings, right? But she never did, my poor little pumpkin mother, she never did a past life regression. Um, 
but she was tapping into uh, her clairvoyancy abilities and it was coming true and she got freaked out, which I understand because like when it happened to me and I didn't know this until recently with her, but when it, when it, when clairvoyancy happened to me, um, I was, I was channeling at that point. So I was able to talk to my guides and saying, okay, why am I seeing this? What's going on? Does that mean what I see? Does that come to fruition? And they're like, no, 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 it's potentiality. And um, just, just consider yourself a double major, Isabel. Like you're going to college and you're, and you're majoring in two things. <laughs> so I, I would tease them. I'm like, let me get this straight. Not only do I have physical manifestations, I am having non-physical manifestations. And they're like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. So, um, so when you see the future or clairvoyancy, it, it is just a potential field of possibilities in your, uh, that your inner being is giving to you to see. So when it happened to my mom, she did have a mentor. There was people willing to work for my mom, with my mom, I would say, and, uh, but she's just shut it down. She, she got freaked out by it. And, you know, when you resist spirit, I would say what it seems like to me, you know, um, when you resist spirit, it is um, you're just causing more separation within your soul field and more um, fear uh, within you. And it's dense. It's just really dense. And it can manifest in an illness and, you know, different experiences because your your inner being is always wanting you to be aware of who you are and more of who you are and to take that inward journey. So yeah, there, um, there is a lot going on. I hope you enjoyed this talk and you know, just examine the programming. Think about when you were a little child going to a different home, how there was different rules. Think about the different companies you work for. Think about the different countries you've been to. And imagine if you went to a different planet and it had completely different rules and paradigm of conditioning. How would you navigate those worlds, you would want to go into your heart. You would want to connect with your inner being. You would want to open up your psychic abilities, your telepathic abilities, so that you could feel and understand the vibration of those different worlds. And you have that ability in this plane of existence. So are you doing it? What are you doing? Where are you? Are you connecting? Are you seeking? Are you going within? What are you guys doing? It's just so curious. Well, thank you so much for spending a little time with me. Connect with your heart. 
Uh, I am but one teacher. I use a variety of modalities. You can always reach out to me on attractingwisdom.com. If you resonate with another teacher, um, that's great. And then just ask yourself, would you want to have a cup of coffee with them? If you would want to have a cup of coffee with them, well then that's your teacher, that's your mentor, okay? That's your class, but do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Take a step, go deeper, be curious, dig in. This is the life, dear ones, this is it. Connect, 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 connect with your heart. It's beautiful. I can't wait for you to feel it and know it and start really uh, living through your heart instead of the programming and the conditioning. All right. I love you all tremendously. Talk to you soon. Bye.